Hello and welcome to Netflix, your weekly guide on what to binge this week. I'm Helen Daly and I'm flying solo here in the studio, but don't worry. I'll be joined by Charlotte McIntyre later in the show, who's got the lowdown on a hot new quiz, Flinch. It's a bizarre, wacky, daring, and it's a complete ride. Charlotte caught up with two of the hosts, Desiree Birch and Lloyd Griffith, to get the lowdown on this new comedy show in a seriously funny and completely exclusive interview. Remember, if you flinch, you feel a pain. And stick around because I'm going to let you know what else is hot on Netflix at the moment. So without further ado, let's get to it. So I'm joined by my colleague Charlotte McIntyre via a very technical phone link. Hi Charlotte. Hiya. How are you? I'm good. So you had the pleasure of catching up with the cast of Flinch. So tell me first of all, what is Flinch even about? So Flinch is a new game show. Um, It's a cross between, I'd say, Jackass and Total Wipeout, Mm. where contestants on the show, they just have one aim, and that is they're not meant to flinch, no matter what is thrown at them. Each show has eight contestants, and then at the beginning of each task, the presenters pick which contestant will represent them. And it's very simple. They just pick a wooden spoon out of a bucket, and whoever's face is on the spoon, that contestant (laughs) represents them. Um, And then... When they take up the challenge, every time they flinch, they get a point. And the presenter with the most points at the end of the show has to do a forfeit. So you're just trying to, each presenter is looking at their contestant and begging them not to flinch. So they need to pick the like really hard contestants. (laughs) Yeah, well, that's the thing because it's random, but every contestant does the task. So through the show, you get to see which contestants have nerves of steel and which contestants are just petrified of everything. (laughs) So um, who who hosts uh, Flinch? Um, so it's host. Um, it's hosted by uh, Lloyd Griffiths, Desiree Birch, and Sean Walsh. Oh, and it's the first time we've seen Sean Walsh since on television since that Strictly appearance. Um, so what what's everyone like on it? The presenters, all three of them, they all get really stuck in. So it's not one of those shows where the contestants are sort of getting the brunt of the pain and the awful tasks and the presenters are just sort of sitting back. They get stuck in. So at the end of each show, um, at least one of the presenters has to do a forfeit. And um, when I spoke to the presenters, um, I was told that Sean was actually the most scared out of the three of them and he was the one who screamed the most. Oh, really? <laughs> I can't imagine it. <laughs> well, that's the thing because he's a comedian and you see on the show, he's obviously making jokes quite a lot and, you know, lightheartedly taking the mickey out of the contestants, out of the other presenters. But yeah, I was told that he was the one who flinched the most. <laughs> so in terms of the challenges, I- I'm getting the hint that there's some quite scary stuff and some quite dangerous maybe what what kind of things do they have to take on well the best way to describe it is you sort of imagine every single fear possible and then imagine it in the kind of craziest way you could even possibly imagine it (laughs) so it's really weird there are things like flamethrowers um emus rats um one of the um, tasks involves uh, rats licking um, like chocolate spread off of you. Oh my God, stop and it. Then, <laughs> and then another one is even crazier where it's sort of almost too hard to explain, but you're in a sort of suit and you have balloons attached all over you. And then if you flinch, you get electrocuted <sighs> and you have someone firing a paintball gun at you. 
all at the same time. Was, oh my god, <laughs> I've literally just gasped. Um, so, do you think maybe it does kind of cross a line at some points? Well, I I actually don't think it does because it's it's always harmless pain, if that makes sense. Yeah. So it's, it's always funny and lighthearted. It's never you never watch it and sort of wince and it's never uncomfortable it's just sort of something where you can imagine being in that situation and it's almost the the fear of it so a lot of the time it's not actually in order to flinch you're not something isn't actually happening to you that is that painful but it's more sort of the anticipation Mm. so charlotte if i was going to make you flinch what would i put you in front of oh i think see i'm scared of heights so i think anything that involves being at a height and then I think actually I wouldn't be that good at any of them because when the more I think about it the more I flinch if anything's thrown at me I'd find it hard not to move yeah no I'm one of those people that's like I will just scream at a jump scare so I think this show is like the worst idea for me and if they put me near any spiders that would be it well I'm very jumpy even in in horror movies when I'm I'm not even scared I yeah. don't know what it is about the makeup of me I cannot help but flinch so <laughs> I would be terrible at this show so you're not going to audition for a season two then no I <laughs> I won't be lining up <laughs> for the audition so um overall did you like it and why should our listeners watch flinch yeah I really liked it and I'm not the best for these shows like this you know I'm not like a diehard fan for this type of show but I really liked it and I think it's because you get stuck straight into it so the episode are only 30 minutes long and as soon as they start you meet the contestants and then bam you're into one of the tasks and the tasks themselves because like I said they're quite crazy they're a bit wacky and unusual and it sort of keeps you guessing it's not just oh, okay, someone's scared of heights, so we'll put them at the top of a building. There's always something, a a crazy element to them. And I think what makes it really fun is that the contestant, at the end of the show, when the presenter has to do their task, their task is actually more scary than the contestants. Mm -hmm. So it's sort of like the presenters get their comeuppance, which I think sort of really rounds up the show nicely. And um, do you think it works on Netflix? And can you see a second season on Netflix? Because when I first saw it, I was like, it it sounds more of like a Channel 4, Channel 5 kind of situation. It, it doesn't sound like a binge-worthy show. But do you think yeah. it works on the format? Yeah, I, I know what you mean. It's sort of like Saturday Night TV worthy um, on Channel 4 or Channel 5. But I think it does work because... It's more like, why wouldn't it work? I mean, everything now is sort of very streamable. Um, I personally watch a lot of stuff on Netflix and streaming services. So it's one of those things where, because it's quite unique on Netflix, there isn't anything that's really like this, that it's very good to sort of just click on, especially on Netflix, if you sort of binge watch like a documentary or you're watching something quite heavy and then you can just click onto this and it's just like a light-hearted way to spend half an hour where you can just sort of relax and and switch off oh it sounds really fun I think I'll give it a go but am I going to flinch watching it um maybe I think it's one of those things where what you get you're sort of like gasping and like inner flinching (laughs) because you think god if I was in that situation there's no way I'd be able to handle it or sometimes you think before the task happens you think oh I could definitely take that on no problem and then when you see the contestants actually in the task you know 
there's absolutely no way you'd flinch and it would be horrible so does an inner flinch count as losing the, the game it's more I think if you show any sort of like face if you move or there's any sort of facial expression then that's it you're out you have to really sort of be their stern poker face oh it sounds really hard (laughs) <laughs> it's a lot harder than it sounds <laughs> okay well um thank you very much charlotte and i know that you had the pleasure of catching up with desiree lloyd and executive producer warwick banks sadly sean walsh wasn't there because he had a bad back right yeah and um talking to those two presenters and Warwick, they were really really lovely and they just you could tell how much they enjoyed the show and how much they really liked it which i think makes the show even more of a good watch because you know they had fun doing it Oh, wonderful. Let's hear what they had to say then. Uh, I'm Warwick Banks. I'm one of the senior producers on the series. I'm Desiree Birch. I'm one of the presenters. I am Lloyd Griffith. I am also one of the presenters. And Sean is ill. Yeah. Well, he actually slipped a disc in his back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's laid out. Ouch, that's not fun. No, not at all. He's too bad. He did it 18 months ago as well. When he was on tour. Oh, so it's probably the same. He's got a weird back. He has got a weird back. (laughs) We didn't help that either. No, no. No, we didn't, no. Okay, so if you could just explain to me a bit about the show itself and how it works. Um, The show is called Flinch. It is a Netflix original. It is a comedy uh, family game show. Um, And I think the best way to describe it is kind of a mix between Jackass and Wipeout and I'd say a little bit of Come Dine With Me. Um, it's uh, madness I think is the best way to describe it really isn't it yeah it's all of these activities that have been very specifically designed to make a human being flinch and it is watching people try to resist their evolutionary uh, training in trying not to flinch at things like flamethrowers going off near their head or washing machines flying very close toward their face Um, all kinds of other activities that bring out a very innate humanity in everyone who participates. Well, basically, you, you, you want to stay alive, don't you? Do you know what I mean? You want to yeah. dodge that um, washing machine or kind of like avoid that rat. That and even though you know that this has been designed, you've signed a waiver, even, you know, and so you know that they don't want to kill you. Um, and so there's probably no reason for you to be afraid because they wouldn't let that happen to you because it's going to be on Netflix. At the same time, there's no telling your instincts and responses that when you know you've got an emu pecking uh feed from a bib around your neck or you know a thing on your like you're just going to flinch and it's going to be funny hopefully <laughs> did you guys get to try any of the tasks or oh yeah we had to do them based on uh people that we'd sort of you know bet on or placed our hopes in when they ultimately failed us and we had stacked up the most points each of us wound up at some point having to do one of the forfeits. So yeah, we we got involved as well. Every 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 no episode, one, one of us has to do a challenge at the end. Yeah, um, and we didn't know what challenge that was at all, and you yep. just have to go with it. Yeah, and you have about three or four minutes. If, you know, yeah, between and you're blindfolded, figuring so. out who is lost and therefore who's doing the challenge, and then being strapped into whatever you're being strapped into, mm. and doing that challenge. So you don't really have that much time to process what's going on. Um, which was great, but also awful. 
one of those things where it's like a nasty surprise and you kind of don't want to know but then yeah. you need you need something to prepare yourself but yeah I mean you kind of got a, a vague idea that probably it's going to hurt or, yeah it definitely hurts yeah, yeah definitely like hurts. You, you will probably be electrocuted at some point so <laughs> that you do now get <laughs> in a freezing skip or shot with a paintball gun or have a goat you know eat your toes so you kind of knew that you were in for a bit of a oh, I mean treat's not the right word is it? <laughs> a, a pain tree yeah a pain tree in for a bit of a rise um, but so, it all happened so quickly so there's a lot at stake here for the contestants and for you yeah our, our yeah. contestants just wanted to prove that they've got what it takes not to flinch these guys had to pick who they thought weren't going to do that. And yes. if they made that mistake and you picked someone that went totally berserk, you ended up having to do the same forfeit. I and mean, that's that yeah. beautiful light and dark of it. What and it's say? ultimately very public too. So there is the, in the back of your head, you're like, everyone's watching me. I'd like to try to not embarrass myself. <laughs> and the thing is that like, we get to pick, but it was at random. Like we were, Again, it was very basic. We were just, essentially there were eight uh, wooden spoons in a jug and it was just luck as to who we got. And it was so annoying because sometimes you get amazing characters who really helped you and sometimes you got characters that really did you up the swanee. So yeah. it, was a, it was a real, even that bit was nerve wracking. Yeah, yeah. Once Ooh. you knew if the characters were good at doing what they're doing, oh, they're not gonna finish. You can't like you Or if they them. were terrible and everyone was just like, oh no, I got it this time, ah. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> but when you did, the other guys got very vicious when it came to the forfeit. So. The other two inflicted on the third presenter. Well, yeah. yeah. So it got a little bit out of At some point, everyone suffered, and so we just wanted to see the next person suffer worse than we had. Absolutely. <laughs> it brings out a little bit of the sadist in all of us. <laughs> a little bit of the sadist. <laughs> a lot of the sadist in the I had so much time pulling. Good, yeah. I have a good time pulling that lever when you had the flamethrowers. Oh, yeah, with the flamethrowers. Like, four inches away from my face. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> Who would you say was the bravest out of the three of you? That's right. Without a shadow of a doubt. There's Ray without a shadow She's of a doubt. She's a Zen master. Apparently, or at least I wound up lucking out and not getting some of the more intense ones. I don't know how I would have dealt with a rat coming out my face. Yeah, but I guess it's one of those things. I had a rat coming out my face, which I was absolutely fine with, but then a few of the challenges that you and Sean did, like the evening one, I think I would probably have lost it a little bit so I would have probably lost it if there were flamethrowers going off behind me my hair is very flammable yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would have been like I don't yeah. think you prepped this for everyone here actually no I wonder if they would have been like ah yeah okay <laughs> um, we're not sure if yeah exactly that. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah so you just have to just take it really were there any times when you were watching the contestants or each other doing the tasks and you were scared for them I mean, every so often when you're like, oh, I know this person has already said that they don't like this, and now they're going to do exactly and only this, that you're kind of like, oh, okay, that could be fun. But there were times when you're just like, oh, no, oh, no, like, I really don't want to watch her have to yeah. scream through another one of these. Like, I mean, you were, you were all gobsmacked occasionally. Yeah, yeah. there was, was, was one, one of the concepts in space, you said they don't like heights and don't like water. And then the challenge was that Demeji on the. So he was like, I don't really like heights, I don't really like water. And then the first challenge he had to do was basically him, 10 foot in the air on a rotating thing, basically just being dunked into water, which obviously was both heights and water. So you look at that going, well, he's going to absolutely hate this, isn't he? And um, he did. He did. Yeah, 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 he did. Yeah, he really hated it. (laughs) Were there any contestants that really impressed you? 
Yeah, there was. Uh, I'd say three or four yeah. over, the, over this uh, over the series. That kind of, and, you know, you don't necessarily expect. There's one guy called Pinnikin who I think is a, uh, a retired traffic warden yeah. in his sixties, seventies. Um, you know, and you just look at him. He just looks like a nice guy, like a really nice guy, but was made of stone for the most part, unflinchable. He did not flinch at anything. Yeah, laughed in the face, like giggled when certain things happened. <laughs> just what has his life been like? You know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you do wonder, guys. What what that? I guess not, he has been screamed at by <laughs> very angry Mercedes owners for years. Yeah, know? I guess. Yeah. Well, that's why I kind of you know I I, I, tried, I got up in his face and started shouting, and he was absolutely fine with it. Yeah. Um, so, but then when the rats came out, then he lost his mind. And <laughs> it was so funny because he'd done two or three challenges, and he was calm, so calm as anything. And then basically, rats was clearly his Achilles yeah. um, Sorry. Well, who's the, the other chap? The so we had, I think we had, five, oh, we had five contestants that didn't flinch at all, yeah. except for one of the challenges. So okay. nobody made it through the series Anything with a zero. Unscathed, yeah. Nobody. Yeah. The, the, it, would? They are designed to find yeah. you out, yeah. you know. And, and I mean, there's only so much you can ever be prepared for things that are unpreparable, I guess, you know. Who was, who was the sick guy who killed the snake? Oh, gosh, what's his name? Oh. And it basically... He, he just joined a queue. <laughs> he, 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 is yeah, that right? He walked into the audition. He didn't know where he was or why he was there. Probably just waiting up in for a, a bus remote instead. farm in the Northern <laughs> And was absolutely amazing. Yeah. Like, what's, the hard, what's the weirdest thing you've done? He was like, I killed a snake. You're like, what? <laughs> uh, okay. You're yeah. in. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. So, there was a few that were just, you go, oh, you're not real. <laughs> Did you guys find out anything about yourself that you didn't know? Like, any fears that you sort of walked in and thought, oh, this would be fine, I can handle this. And then when push came to shove, you thought, no, I am actually petrified in this. Or oh, it's going to hurt. I don't want to be here. Um, there was only really... I, well, I, basically, I found out that I was claustrophobic. Um, and the way I found out I was claustrophobic was by having a quite a large Perspex helmet on um, whilst being shot at. And with balloons on me, wearing a carpet suit, yeah. um, and because I was screaming and shouting, it basically steamed up the, so they couldn't see that I was basically petrified. And at the end, once we finished, I was like, I need to get out of this pretty quickly. Amazing. But I just, re- and then actually, since then, I've done a few other things where I've, I've had to wear stuff that's quite close to my neck and throat, and I've been like, ah, it's really. Yeah. So I, I found out that I'm claustrophobic. Yeah, I think I found out that sounds threw me more than I thought because the actual one with the brass band behind me threw me a lot more than I thought when I watched other people do it because it's like, well, clearly, you know, there's going to be drums and cymbals going on behind you. But like once you hear a cymbal crash behind your head, then you develop the fear of hearing it again because it is anticipation. Yeah, the anticipation is usually what does you in more so than the actual inflicting of any kind of pain or, or, you know, punishment. It's just the like now I, I don't want it to happen and the anxiety about when it's going to happen I again. think that was the thing is the anxiety of knowing when things are going to happen you know you take your blindfold off you've got like a minute with that to kind of process what's going on you know when you can see fireworks on the floor everyone's wearing earplugs and you're not yeah and they're closer to you than anything you're kind of going oh yeah and then it is just the you know not to be crude but the tightening of various bits of <laughs> um, sphincters yeah, just to kind of go okay well that needs to probably yeah that needs to tie in and diaphragm yeah and then it's just going it's going to go off isn't it but yeah. when is it going to go off and you know and figuring out a bit like mousetrap what's, what's going to happen in what order and can I cry Sort of no stone is unturned, is that every fear seems to be covered. Oh. Yeah, yeah, in some way, shape or form, and in, in very inventive ways too that you wouldn't have thought of. I mean, 
I, how do you find someone who is perfectly uh, afraid of both water and heights and have a challenge that involves both of those things? It's so. like the production crew went, right, what's a pe- what, what are all the fears in the world? Yeah. How can we kind of like make, just tick these off on a checklist? Yeah, in a way that we haven't already seen done. Exactly that, yeah. yeah. So I've learned that this is the UK's first non-scripted show that's going on to Netflix. Mm-hmm. Was there a bit of pressure behind that thinking, right, we've got, we've got to make this really great? I mean, I think that the most of that pressure was absorbed by the production team and whatnot of just that they did a good job of making us feel like, hey, it's just fun to show up. We love what you're doing. Um, also, of course, now we figured out something else. We've got to like adjust more. But I think that they absorbed a lot of that so that we could be yeah. in the moment. I think what was good is that there was no audition. There was no casting for it. They basically had hunted us, really. Yeah. They'd gone to gigs and kind of like got word like who we knew looking for three uh, presenters who with low tr- pain thresholds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I mean, that was just a, an advantage. That I think we had we had that, and they, they, you know, so they kind of found us. So the pressure was off a little bit. Like, going, look, we found you because we want you to do what you do, yeah. but on our program that we'll kind of like you know make together. So there was obviously there was a little bit of pressure, but the majority of it had been covered by the fact that the production com- the production was so good, and the contestants. That's the other thing as well. That, you know, the, those eighty contestants. Thousands of people applied to, to be on the show, and then for them to go through it and you know a real casting situation yeah. uh, to then go right. We think these 78, 80 people will be you know the best for it. So there was a bit of pressure, but I think most of the legwork was done. Oh, what we did in the audition was we put a box on in a, in a room and we said, put your hand in the box, and then we're going to tell you what's in the box. Of course, there was nothing in the box. Mm. It was the people that made the biggest reactions that we said, right, like, tick, tick, yeah. tick. The psychology what of, they're there's something in the box, what's in the box. box. It was just an empty box. Yeah. Yeah, I remember you saying that. And it's that thing, people are going, put your hand in the box. Some people go, yeah, cool, that's it. And you go, yeah. right, we don't need you. Yeah. Exactly, totally. <laughs> yeah, you'd be too good for the show. Yeah. Uh, go on, leave it. Yeah. They probably thought that doing that would get them in the show exactly. as well. So they thought, oh, it'd be brave. Yeah. Reverse I'm... psychology. <laughs> yeah. But then you look at then someone like Pinnikin going, he would have, he would have eaten the box. Yeah, like, he, he would have eaten the box. Yeah. Yeah, anyway. Yeah. Unless there was a rat on it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so where did the idea from the show and how did it become what it became? The idea from the show is quite straightforward, really, which is we, we, were, we wanted to create a show that had something visible. What I mean by that is... Slapstick comedy is universal. Because Netflix is the world, we needed something that would translate through all the different regions. And this is what the show is, effectively, is do not flinch, do, do not be a chicken. It's about being that control of yourself. And that's simply it. And we did one taster tape of a brass band and a guy standing there, and it's the giant symbols behind his head. And we just fell about laughing. Once we filmed that, we thought, that's, that's the show. Yeah. That'll work. Yeah, and it did. Was it fun making it and being a part of it? I mean, yes, it was fun in that there was a sort of a camaraderie that developed and, um, but like, you know, it is also exhausting. So at some point you're just kind of, you're both like dreading what you might be facing on any given day because you know, somebody, one of the three of us is going to have to do one. And it's always inevitably going to be the day where you're just like, not today, Satan, that that's the day that you're going to have to do one. You know, it just, the, the, the way the show's structured, it has a way of like finding you out and finding out like your little thing and it will exploit it. And you just don't want to unravel in front of people. But at the same time, it's often the best thing to do. Just like go into a day where you had properly lost your voice. Like there was no Yeah, I was super sick. And uh, I think you discovered that you had hay fever. Yeah. um, And I think it was the day that you got the punishment as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, and I'm in the office, 
I, it was just done. It all was the planets day. aligned for us. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. But you know what? It was it was so fun to do something like that. You know what I mean? Now, obviously, it's been like there's been talk of it. You know, being like Wipeout, being like Jackass, two shows that you know I used to watch as a kid. So to be able to then work on something like that that was mm. quite quite mad and quite animalistic. It was it was a fun. Fun two weeks in yeah. a barn in the middle of bloody nowhere. Yeah. <laughs> Where was it filmed? In a barn. Yeah, <laughs> somewhere outside so, um, of Belfast. Yeah, so they go to Belfast, then go 30 minutes outside of Belfast to a town, then once you get to that town, it's another five, ten five minutes, minutes outside town. of that, down a, Just on a road. down a track, and yeah. then there was this barn that, you know, you don't ask many questions, do you? Yeah. Um, I mean, farm, you, you would there. absolutely see a horror film being set in this place. Oh, easily, easily. Um, but they completely, they, you know, it was, yeah, it was the middle of nowhere. They actually shot Frankenstein in it. Did they? They did actually shoot Frank- scenes doesn't, from Frankenstein. Wow. Yeah, doesn't surprise me. There you go. Doesn't surprise me. Yeah. It's nothing like those shows like Jackass and, and Wipeout where you're watching, especially when you watch them yeah. and you think, I could do that, that's really easy. Or, I mean, it is quite we do like to see other people's pain yeah of course yeah. It's, yeah. it's funny but it, I mean it takes everybody down to the same level of we all want uh, control over things over which things certain things we have no control and so even the most controlled people will be facing something over which they have no control and you watch yeah. how much they unravel versus the people who are just like not in control of anything oh that was interesting you know so I think there's something that reduces us all to the same level playing field in a show like I this. also think it's quite slap as well, do you know what I mean? There's something you know silly about watching a man crying because there are rats heading towards his face, or someone getting dunked in a skip full of like sewage. Yeah, yeah. you know, there is you know, and if you go back to like the Saturday Night TV shows, you know, like Noel Edmonds or Dave Benson Phillips, you know, I mean, just gunging people, it kind of it's along those lines, you know, it's it's people laugh at pain, obviously, you know. <laughs> horrific pain. controlled pain controlled Lloyd. pain um, so I just think that's why it works because you know ultimately there was someone that was a bit of a joke and it was ultimately it was one of yeah, us again, yeah. Yeah. you said that Desiree is, was the bravest yeah. who flinched the most out of the three well out of the two of you uh, I think it was probably but well, actually fit, uh, I'd say Sean because he's not here to defend himself yeah. Yeah. <laughs> although you had to do more you wound up having to well, do I'm I think to, more yeah I'm going to have to do less yeah, uh, yeah I, I'd probably say Sean actually I would maybe say on that emu one they conducted themselves with professional ease I was very impressed with all three of them but Sean definitely screamed the most yeah, yeah. yeah. Sean definitely screamed the most and it'd be yeah looking forward to re-watching it as well. yeah. have you seen some of the clips back so we, we basically we were in because uh, we did we were watched it in, in the edits and stuff so we've seen pretty much everything yeah um, exactly and we've seen uh, the trailer and we've seen well, I've seen episode one. Oh, okay. I um, haven't yet. Uh, oh. I mean, I Tune in. <laughs> I watched it half an hour before it. Before oh, it. wow. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I've seen bits of it. But it is it's funny, I think. And I are you looking to do another series in the future? I would like to do oh, ten. Yeah. I'd like to do ten series. So many. I, I think I, I just want to see what they come up with next. That would be the thing, is trying to, trying to you know, trying to out the guys yourself. that came up with this, you know, they're going to have to then come up with another... 20. Although there's some of them that are just timeless, like you could keep doing a it. Classic, keep, yeah, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Classic, yeah, exactly. There are classics. We have to change the insurance yeah. as well. Needs to go up a bit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the insurance were like, right, you didn't say this at the start. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. so, yeah. Risk assessment, but risk assessment. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, it'd be fun. It was risk assessment. Yes. <laughs> So I'm not massively funny, so I don't really know how I'm going to follow on from that interview uh, from Charlotte and the Flinch gang, but I'll try anyway. 
So as usual, we're on hand to give you some helpful hints on what you should watch on Netflix next. And there's actually a lot of goodies dropping on Netflix today. So I've rounded up some of the top shows and some other things that you might want to consider taking a look at. So we'll start with All In My Family. And it's a hard-hitting documentary about a filmmaker called How You who made a modern American family himself, but then he faces the dilemma of introducing his same-sex partner and the couple's children to his traditional parents in China. As I say, you know, it's heartfelt, it's an honest documentary, and in this day and age, it's completely unmissable. Secondly, fans of BBC dramas will love Undercover. It's a British miniseries starring Sophie Okonedo and Adrian Lester, and it was first made for the BBC in 2016. It sees a lawyer, played by Okonedo, who returns to Britain and becomes the first black director of public prosecutions. She later harrowingly discovers everything she thought she knew about her husband, played by Lester, is a complete lie. And it was brilliant the first time around. I absolutely loved it and I can't recommend it to anyone enough. Thirdly, Dead to Me. Yes, Dead to Me. (laughs) It's a rather bizarre and witty comedy starring Christina Applegate. So she's playing a fiery widow in search of the person who ran over her husband in a hit and run which killed him. She then becomes friends with Linda Cardinelli, who plays an eccentric optimist who really isn't what she seems. It's the kind of thing that you can just sit and binge quite easily. So that's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me while I embarked on a solo adventure. And thank you, Charlotte McIntyre, for all of your flinch knowledge. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe, comment and tell your friends about us. Join in with the debate on Twitter, at NetflixPod, where we'll be teasing details of our next episode. And I'm happy to say next week I will have company in the studio because we're going to be discussing Lucifer. It's the highly anticipated fourth season. So following on from hashtag save Lucifer, we've got the lowdown on the new series, the first of which to air on Netflix. Lucifer fans, you absolutely will not want to miss this. I'll see you next week. Bye. (laughs) 